Welcome to Simply Cyber. What's up, everybody? Welcome, Andrew Nakamura, George Fitzmorris, Alfredo, Matthew Necci, Cyber Munchkin, Kimberly, BSEC, InfoSec Kid, Not Only IT, Carrie, Miss Mary. I see y'all in here. Welcome to Wednesday. All right, y'all. What's up? It is Wednesday, January 4th. Welcome to episode number 274 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Osher, and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Daft Punk, and all of chat are going to be going over the latest top cybersecurity news of the day, and I'll be giving my expert analysis on each of those stories and what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into the industry, we got you covered. I'm Dr. Gerald Osher. Probably should have said that at the beginning, but I'm not reading the script, so that's how we roll. If you're new here, we have a good time. On Wednesdays, we do a little activity, so stay tuned for that. But every single day, we're ripping through the news, sharing stories, crushing it. Alana's up in here, Tom Bishop, Leonardo, killing it. Pamela's up in here. Good, good morning, everybody. Now, before we get into the news, as we're off to do, I would love, 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 love to introduce you to the stream sponsors, starting with my good friends, Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber businesses send, um, excuse me, cyber attacks uh, can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Guys, basically, even if you don't want to call them today, may I recommend bookmarking them and labeling the bookmark as break glass in case of emergency. Because trust me, when you are having an adrenaline dump because you're actively being compromised, it'd be nice to have someone to call. But if you want to maybe slow down getting compromised, may I consider Recon InfoSec's MDR offering. This is Recon InfoSec. Eric Capuano, Whitney Champion, the whole gang over there, great people, great company. If you're in need of a service, and you may not even know it yet, that provides your organization with 24-7 managed detection and response, then consider Recon InfoSec. Their transparent offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full spectrum of security operations to orgs of any size. You do not have to be a Fortune 500 company to afford MDR service. In fact, that's the entire value proposition of MDR service is that it is a fraction of the price for a scalar variable amount of uh, InfoSec resources dedicated to helping your company protect itself. That's MDR in a nutshell, okay? Recon InfoSec will actually provide you direct access to the whole team, like their analyst, engineers, architects, and you get access to Artemis, which is their SIM and SOAR platform, which gives you full visibility into what is going on in your environment. Recon's MDR takes a security-first approach that provides real answers and effective defenses. 
Go check him out, guys, if you really need help. Randolph Gaiman in the house. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much, Randolph, for the super chat. Guys, I want to remind you, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, so be sure to say hi in chat and document that you are here. If you're on replay, say what's up in the comments, right? Be sure to say something, whether it's Team Live, Team Replay, or on Wednesdays, telling me where you're at, because you want auditable, forensically sound evidence. And I put the chat in the stream on purpose, so there's no misunderstanding about your attendance here today. Half a CPE a day, two and a half a week, 10 a month. It's a good time. Now, I want to welcome everybody personally to my favorite day of the week for the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing Wednesday. Why, Jerry? I'm new here. What goes on on Wednesdays? Well, allow me, dear friend, to introduce you to Worldwide Wednesday, where we explore how international and diverse a community we have here at Simply Cyber. When I say go, let's go around the world. Let's do it, people. Tell me where you're at. Let's see if we can crush this world. We got a minute and 53 seconds. Good morning. Here we go. Do it. Gulf Coast, Texas in the house. Very nice. West Virginia in the house. Georgia, what's up? South Florida, welcome, welcome. Miami, good to see you. Texas, Niagara Falls. Woo woo. Augusta, Maryland. Mods, I need help with this. Cape Town, South Africa. Nice. Um, Florida, India's in the house. Very nice. Augusta, Team Iceland in the house. Iceland, boom, baby. Rekishvak. Minnesota, hello. Boston, Mass. Canada's in the house. Got you, got you. Manchester, UK, my man. Good day. Or no, that's not good day. Pip, pip, and all that. Canada, Norfolk, I love it. Dominican in the house. Uh, we'll give you Cuba today. Sorry, Leonardo. Um, Washington, D.C., Rome, Italy. I got the big boot. Where we at, Arkansas, Tennessee's in the house. Barbados. Barbados is somewhere in here. Uh, it says Jamaica, but I'm sorry. UK, Italy, Hungary. Oh, Hungary, 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 Hickos. Uh, I do Austria, sorry. Sorry, Hungary. Um, Scotland, ooh, I know that one. Well, Scotland's part of the UK, unfortunately. Uh, Cameroon, oh, nice, where's Cameroon? It's over here, isn't it, on the left side? Boom. Nailed it. Jamaica, my man. I already got Jamaica because that was what accounted for Dominican Republic. St. Kitts, I love it. Where are we at, Australia? Where are we at, Australia? Where are we at, Australia? New Zealand, where are you at? Kenya's in the house. Kenya, Kenya, Kenya. Kenya, where are you, Kenya? Kenya's... Ah! Crap, we've got eight seconds, seven. Israel's in the house. All right, hold on. UK, Kenya. Hold on one second. Let me pause this. All right, hold on. Ooh. Oh, Internal Stranger's here. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Internal Stranger is here. We had Kenya, so we're just doing a little bit of uh, vote counting here. You know how we, we roll. Where's Kenya? Chat GPT, show me where Kenya is. Ah, I'm so not cultured. Uh. All right, sorry, Kenya. Uh... Sorry, Kenya. We'll give you Chad today. Okay. Um, moving to Sicily soon. Okay. How do we do, guys? We got India. No South America? Hey, Adam. No no South America? South Africa's in here. I got you, South Africa. Did we not have a South American representation today? Good morning, John Har. Good to see you. 
Pakistan. Abdullah was in Pakistan. Okay. Final votes. Little uh, clicking in here. Madagascar. Uh, to the left of Madagascar. This is Madagascar, right? Oh, there it is. Thank you. Brazil. Yeah, but Israel, are you in Brazil or are you just Asia? What are you talking about? Haircut fish. India counts as Asia. Thank you, BSEC. Um, Israel, are you in Brazil? If We're going to take credit for this. I'm going to limp across the finish line. Israel, are you physically in Brazil? Guys, I'm just telling you right now, if Israel is in Brazil, we're taking credit for this. Hovering, hovering. Oh, he's working in Italy today. All right. Well, we didn't nail it today. But I'll tell you what. Hey, uh, Germany's in here. Doris is usually telling us uh, that she's in Germany. All right, guys. It looks like we didn't get it today. Um, I will tell you. Oh, I missed Zimbabwe. If um, Israel, if you go back to Brazil, show up on Wednesday morning. Uh, and, um, and holler at us. Okay. John Emote. All right. Uh, John Bender, excuse me. All right, guys. So that was what we do on Wednesday mornings. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I did wear my Explore shirt today thinking that might inspire international, um, tidings. All right. But it, now it's time for work, guys. That's what we're here to do. Sit back, relax, and let's get into the news. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. FTX founder has pleaded not guilty to fraud charges. On Tuesday, Sam Bankman-Fried, founder and former CEO of collapsed cryptocurrency exchange FTX, appeared in a federal court in Manhattan to face eight counts of defrauding customers, laundering money, and violating campaign finance laws. Bankman-Fried pleaded not guilty to all eight counts relating to his moving money from FTX to a crypto hedge fund he fully owned. In total, $7 billion went missing from the exchange just before its collapse, making it one of the largest financial fraud cases in U.S. history. Okay, a couple things here, okay? First of all, obviously... I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, so I don't know if uh, CoffeeZilla released a new video on FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. He's he's got his hands full right now with Logan Paul. But dude, check this out. Couple things here. If you don't know, welcome to the party. <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried was the leader of FTX, which basically imploded and was not the catalyst for the crypto winner, but certainly uh, contributed significantly to this uh, crypto winner thing going on. Uh, FTX allegedly took a bunch of money from investors, right? So me, you, and Charles Finfrock put our money into FTX. Like we're putting it into like Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Scott trade or Robinhood, right? And our money's supposed to be there and we invest it and we do all sorts of stuff. And the platform takes a little taste, you know, because, straight cash, homie. because they are managing it, right? So straight cash, homie. Well, what? FTX did was we'd put our money in there. You'd log in and it would say, you have a thousand dollars, Jerry. And you're like, yes, I've got a thousand dollars. But what's actually happening is Sam Bankman Freed allegedly takes the thousand dollars out of the actual account, gives it to Alameda Research, his other company, 
which is a massive conflict of interest, run by his girlfriend, which is a massive conflict of interest, who then proceeds to lose that money because they're not good at uh, crypto, apparently. And then um, it gets way more complicated than that, okay? This is in like Congress right now, or Congress or House of Representatives, some committee they're, they're in front of. The guy who's managing FTX right now through bankruptcy is the same guy who managed Enron through bankruptcy. Now, FTX got arrested in the Bahamas. FTX was extradited to the United States. FTX is now being arraigned and has pled not guilty to these charges. Okay, here's a couple things to point out. One, if he's convicted on all counts, he could face up to 115 years in prison. I hope he does. Two, I wonder if like there was a plea deal. They're like, listen, just plead guilty and you'll get 70 years or 40 years, right? Like do the calculus, man. If if your best, if you're pleading guilty and, and like the best that you can hope for is like 30 plus years in jail, why not go for not guilty, right? I mean, at least roll the dice. Dude, this is your freedom. This is the rest of your life. Um, it's not to be trifled with, but you shouldn't have been effing with people's money first. Okay. So next thing, um, and I, I know this isn't crypto, but I've been wicked close to this story. Caroline Ellison, the Alameda CEO, the girlfriend, the one who was like, you know, part of the, you know, the inner circle, she, and this guy named Gary something who was like the CTO at FTX or, or Alameda, whatever. He's an OG member who was definitely in on all the inside stuff. They have both pled guilty in federal court and agreed to work with the FBI against Sam Bankman fried The FBI, like despite what you see in like criminal drama shows, the FBI is only cutting a deal if you are going to give them a bigger fish. They don't cut you deals because like, you know, they grilled you in the interrogation room for several hours and you finally cracked. No, they're like, what can you give me a value? Sam Bankman fried done. So you've got two people inside who are going to uh, basically help the federal government build a case against this guy. There is no way this dude, his literal, his literal defense, his defense is going to be, where is it? Um, do, 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 do. Um, this is his defense. I don't know if you can see this on stream. Sam Bankman's freed his defenses. I did not try to commit fraud. It was poor record keeping. Bro, you work in a financial services company as the CEO of the company, and you didn't have any financial controls. None. I get that you're an unregulated industry, but ignorance is not a defense, you fool. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like he thought, well, if we don't keep paper trail, if we don't keep records, then we can just plead ignorance. We didn't know. I, I certainly wouldn't have defrauded you $8 billion um, if I had just kept my eye on the prize. No, this is such hot trash. This dude is going down. I, for one, am getting a huge bucket of popcorn and sitting front and center because behavior like this, this is as deplorable as Lockbit ransomware, except you know he's wearing a suit and tie. It's still the same thing. He 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 fraudulently tricked investors into giving them his money, which he turned around. And then don't even get me started on the FTT token. You want to see like how you can use crypto to really perpetrate a scam? Look at what they did with the FTT token. All this to say, his embezzlement, his fraud, according to the CEO, is running this through the um, 
uh, bankruptcy. Under testimony, the new CEO said that this is one of the least complicated fraud 101 embezzlement schemes you can see. So like there isn't going to be all this like crazy paper trail of Cayman Island accounts and shell companies and all this other stuff. He literally was just taking money from FTX and giving it to Alameda and then losing it. Simple, simple, simple. The case is going to be open and shut on this. They don't even need Caroline Ellison and Gary, whoever, but it's not going to, it's not going to, um, hurt the, the federal government's case on this guy. This dude, Sam Bankman fried, not freed. This dude's getting cooked. Ah! <laughs> LA Housing Authority operations disrupted by cyber attack. The Housing Authority of the City of Los Angeles confirmed its systems were impacted by a cyber attack after the agency appeared on the LockBit leak site. On December 31st, the ransomware gang said it stole 15 terabytes of data and gave the agency until January 12th to pay an undisclosed ransom. The agency, which serves more than 19,000 families in the city, is working with cybersecurity experts to keep its operations running while the issue gets resolved. This is the second major cyber attack on an L.A. agency after the Los Angeles Unified School District was attacked back in September. You okay, so this sucks. Again, um, they mentioned that the uh, school systems got hacked last uh, September. That was a different ransomware threat actor group. L.A. is a huge um city like it's its own you know entity so the fact that like two things in la got hit isn't you know um spurious but i will say uh that this sucks lock remember guys when you hear lockbit know that it is ransomware as a service so some very likely some affiliate is the one who infected the la housing authority this is not the same as healthcare, but it's close guys this this authority helps 19,000 different families, people with kids, people who are hard, um, you know, are in a hard situation down on their luck. Maybe they got evicted. Maybe they lost their job because of COVID, whatever. Maybe they have mental health issues. Their job is to help put people in shelters, right? Either a home, an apartment, a group home, whatever, right? Think of Maslow's pyramid of needs, food, shelter, clothing shelter is one of the primary things that you need and and frankly having a shelter somewhere safe to sleep not only is it peace of mind but it's like personal like dignity like you know giving people dignity uh to be able to build back up so for an affiliate to attack this is just a gross cash grab um i feel like this type of uh authority should also be on like the no-no list uh like unspoken no-no list for threat actors so i mean there's not a major story here it's just you know their particular victim sucks and lockbit sucks but we saw just yesterday or two days ago lockbit released the decryption keys for a compromised hospital in louisiana uh, um, and apologized to them, right? And fired the affiliate. So, you know, maybe we'll get another one of those, uh, please. But your, your defensive strategy shouldn't be that your mission is so righteous that threat actors are going to give you a pass. Um, so another day, another ransomware story. I, dude, I tell you guys this all the time. Like I'm giving a talk on ransomware in April and I met with the conference organizers. They're like, all right, well, like, let, let me, like, tell us what you're going to talk about. I'm like, oh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll cover a case study. And they're like, which one? And I'm like, I don't even know yet. Like, the, the conference is on April 20th. 
right? And 420, if that's if that's your GM, LOL, right? <laughs> um, but I said, just like I'll, on April 13th, I'll just open the news and there will be some story. Like, I guarantee you, I don't even, I'm not even worried about it. I'm wicked chill. I know for a fact there's going to be some nasty ransomware story on the 12th, 13th, 14th. So, uh, anyways. Ukrainian authorities bust major vishing call center. Ukrainian cyber police and investigators have busted 40 individuals involved with a call center operation blamed for defrauding an estimated 18,000 Kazakhstanis. Call center staff rang up victims pretending to be support staff from their banks and elicited bank account info under the guise of helping to cancel fraudulent transactions. The scammers used the account info to transfer victim funds into accounts they controlled, as well as taking out loans in their names. The investigation is ongoing, but those already arrested face up to eight years in jail for fraud-related offenses. Okay, two things. One, um, I'm glad that the, you know, well, uh, obviously. That's the sound that All right, so I'm really glad that investigators busted this call center, okay? 18,000 Kazakhstani victims. I mean, dude, like, I hate scammers. I hate, I hate these people, all right? Um, 40 individuals got arrested. I hope they get the book thrown at them. Uh, what I want to point out here is that two things. One, does anyone know, I'm kind of curious, like where Kazakhstan stands in the Russia-Ukrainian conflict? Because I'd be curious about that. Like, I wonder if, what, like, why are the Ukrainians attacking Kazakhstanis specifically, right? No one should be victimized, but I'm curious, um, if Kazakhstan stands with Russia and Ukraine saw it as almost like, why not? Like, who cares? Um, I'm curious about that. But the other thing I want to point out is, dude, Ukraine is like actively in war right now, right? Like they're being attacked by the Russians. Yet they're still, these people are still running call scam centers, call scam call centers, right? So don't think just because this country is a friend of ours and they are, you know, being attacked in their military conflict and their strife and obviously all the news media and video footage and Twitter feeds and all this other stuff. Yes, there is a lot of horrible stuff happening in Ukraine, but that doesn't mean that everyone in Ukraine or anyone in anywhere is 100% a victim, 100% not doing bad stuff. This is where shades of gray really come in. And I just, I just want to point it out. I'm not, again, I'm not saying like Ukraine's a bad place or Ukrainian people are bad people. But there are 40 people in Ukraine who are actively um, taking advantage of Kazakhstan. Um, so, so Kazakhstan refused to help Russia. So according to Eric the Gray, and I'm treating this as a fact, um, Kazakhstan refused to help Russia. So Ukraine is like literally um, scamming people who are actively, um, as a country, aligned with you. You know what I mean? Can you imagine... Um, like trying to do like a tug of war, you're like or like, you know, like, you're, or like you know, there's like a big snowstorm. My Minnesota people, there's a big snowstorm. My Boston people, and like you're digging yourself out, and your neighbor comes over and he's like, "Hey, friend, let me help you dig out." And you're like, "Oh my God, thank you so much." And like while you're digging out, you just reach over and take the wallet out of their pocket. And you're like, ha, 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 "Sucker!" Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Especially a, a scam call center. I mean, you could target anyone. Literally, like, it's not like they had the playbook for the Kazakhstani victims and they're like, well, it's the only playbook we got. So we really got to run with it. No, again, I don't endorse or support any of this crap, but 
you know, it just sucks. And then, of course, the scam is calling these people and freaking them out that they've been compromised. And then they haven't yet. And then you compromise them. That's gross. Gross, 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 gross. Google alleges India antitrust body copy-pasted from European ruling. Back in October, the Competition Commission of India, or CCI, fined Google $161 million for exploiting its dominant position in markets such as online search and the Android App Store. Google now argues that the CCI's investigation has more than 50 instances of copy-pasting from a European Commission decision showing that evidence was not examined in India. In its filing to an Indian appeals tribunal, Google asserts that, quote, the commission failed to conduct an impartial, balanced, and legally sound investigation, end quote. Donkeys. Donkeys, 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 okay? Okay, so I don't know if you guys caught what happened here. Okay, so I said, um, I said on stream yesterday or the day before, like, when there is legal precedence that is set, you'll often see other entities of the same victim, uh, you know, kind of um, demographic or, you know, vein, go after it using the legal precedence. Famously, I use this example, Merck um, uh, went after uh, Zurich for insurance, not paying on their insurance when not pet you hit. Merck won, or Maersk. And then Mondelez went after Zurich for the same exact thing and got awarded uh, in a very similar way and had to do less work, right? So like, basically, the first person who goes, they like use a machete and they cut through the trail and they get up to the mountaintop. And then the next person's like, oh crap, I, I'm just going to use the same trail. But you still have to do the work. The trail or the precedence that has been set should be kind of like your guiding light as you execute on your lawsuit. This case is much different, much lazy. So Google basically got held up with an antitrust uh, uh, situation in the UK, right? And the UK ended up, or the European Union, uh, awarding some monies to some bodies, right? I don't know if it was like to other businesses or other people or whatever. There was an antitrust lawsuit because Google owns a massive market share. India <laughs> said, oh, look at the legal precedents. Let's do this too. But here's the problem. You have to do the work. Apparently, India literally just copy and pasted, right? This is like doing homework the night before it's due at 11.30 p.m. And you're just like wholesale copy and pasting from chat GPT and filed an antitrust lawsuit um, with whoever the body is that says same things, same things that they said in the European Union. It's happening here. Pay this man his money and... Basically, Google's pushing back and saying, bro, like all you did was copy and paste the EU order. Like, like you did not make a compelling claim. All you're doing is like straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. So, you know, here, here's my thing. Like, I don't know if this blows up India's opportunity to go after this, but they need to um, push back a little bit. Yeah, we're 166 people in here, 37 likes. I don't know if you don't like the show. But if you do, let's let's uh, move on to this. So anyways, long story short, don't copy paste other people's work. Use it as a, a motivation. And now a word from our sponsor, App Omni. Did you know that over half of companies have sensitive SaaS data exposed on the public internet? And many breaches making headlines now involve SaaS apps? App Omni can help. App Omni identifies misconfigurations and guides remediation to keep your SaaS data secure. 
We help security teams make sense of data access permissions, third-party app visibility, and threat detection across their entire SaaS ecosystem. Get started at appomni.com. That's A-P-P-O-M-N-I.com. All right, guys. Uh, Flux Pavilion. Yeah, CCNA job. I mean, you have to be a network engineer. You, you, you need to know how a network works and how to configure a network in a Cisco environment. All right, guys. I want to thank you all for being here. Take a quick minute to say thank you again to the stream sponsors, both Barricade Cyber Solution and Recon InfoSec. Guys, I love these companies, and the people who run these companies are wonderful practitioners in our space. Thank you guys for what you do, also for supporting the stream. If you are getting educational value, if you are being entertained by the stream, if this is part of your day or if you're new here and you're like, this is not bad, I like this guy, take a second, hit the like button. And I know it might be a little difficult to find or whatever, but I'll tell you what, if you just take a second, A, it's like saying thank you to me, which I appreciate, and B, it helps, basically it's the algorithm. When you hit enough likes, YouTube says, oh, cybersecurity people like this content. Let me go find other cybersecurity people to share this content with. And that's how we grow our community, right? Thank you, Carrie. So go ahead and hit a minute, take a second, hit a like button. Wanna thank all of you for being here. Thank you, Matt McDaniel. I wanna thank Eternal Stranger for staying up late. I know it can be, I know it can be hard, um, for Australia, India, Pakistan. Uh, the time zones can be rough. All right, looks like we got over 100. Thanks, mods. Guys, if you don't know about the newsletter, every single Monday, unless it's a holiday and then it's Tuesday, I literally draft an email. I write it at this desk, and it's got three pieces of actionable intel in it, one for your end users, one for your peers, one for your executives. And it can be... It, like you get the email and you can instantly deliver cyber risk reducing value to your organization like almost immediately I was very proud of the executive one this week um, talking about what did I talk about the executive one was good it's like slipping my mind right now uh, but anyways long story short you sign up you get an email it's nothing else to it all right check it out guys I don't know if you know these two uh, information security professionals Stacy Loki and Jess Bishop but they are friends of the Simply Cyber community. They're also uh, SOC analysts who are straight crushing it. And tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, they will be my guests on Simply Cyber Live to talk about a day in the life of a SOC analyst. Oh, excuse me, a night in the life of a SOC analyst. That's right. These two uh, professionals are working a third rotation night shift at a SOC. Is it, is it awesome? Is a night shift good? Is it bad? What are the trade-offs? How does it impact their personal life? We're going to ask them all these questions and more tomorrow night at 4.30 p.m. So if you're interested in a sock and you've been kind of like pushing back on taking a night shift rotation, let's find out, right? Thanks, BSEC. Thanks, Adam. Let's do the yeah, 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 uh, la, 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 la's. Hey, Anna Lynn. Have a good one, Anna Lynn. Take care. We're going to do the la, la, la's, and then we're going to go back into the news. Here we go. Harish is working to get in the SOG. Love it. Jess Bishop's in chat right now. She's one of my two guests tomorrow night. Thank you so much, Jess. Here we go. 
Here we go. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Stacy Loki. Stacy Loki. La, 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 la. All right, guys, let's get back into the news. Hackers using stolen bank info to trick new victims. Cybersecurity firm Qualys has discovered threat actors using stolen Colombian bank records as a lure in recent phishing attacks. Qualys found evidence of over 418,000 stolen bank records, but saw no signs of the information being shared on the dark web. Instead, the attackers are using an Excel email file attachment containing the exfiltrated bank data to kick off a macro which ultimately executes malware known as BitRat. BitRat comes with a wide range of functionalities to steal data, harvest credentials, mine cryptocurrency, and download additional binaries. All right, hold on. So a Colombian bank gets taken over. Threat actor is using, I guess, Excel macros. Um, they got a database dump uh, using SQL injection faults. All right, guys, you want to learn a cool tool? Check out SQL Map. Very cool. Paula Terranova, thanks so much for being a squad member. Genuinely appreciate it. All right. Um, so Colombian social security numbers. Um, here we go. This is the juice right here. Excel document. Uh, contains bank data, embeds a macro, used to download second stage payload. No big deal. A bit rat. So like, how, how are we executing macros here? Bro, commodity malware, commodity rat. Okay, guys, like whatever. Like this story is fine. This story is fine, but it's like <laughs> basically some Colombian bank got taken over. So the threat actors are able to either send a convincing email from the Colombian bank or they have access to all sorts of information that customers of the Colombian bank would have to make it more convincing. And then they sell them, they send them a malicious Excel document, which all this the Excel does is download uh, a second stage payload, which is very common, right? You make the initial payload very small, and it does one thing: it pulls down a second stage, and that's where it, um, you know, it can do all sorts of different things: download an executable, download a DLL file that hooks um, an existing DLL in a way so like it's running almost like a Trojan, and then all sorts of bad stuff happens. There's a million different things. Bitrat malware is a commodity malware. You can download it apparently for twenty bucks off the dark web. So you know, whatever. If you live in Colombia, we didn't we we didn't get Colombia on um, the stream today. So, uh, you know, maybe we're not hitting that audience right now. But just be mindful, um, guys, TLDR, like educate your end users not to run macros um, and, and, and teach them the risk of of Microsoft macros. Macros have been kind of like banned or it's very hard to run them now. You have to like go through several like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Like, you have to go through all that now. Oh, Jax was in Colombia. Actually, that's a good point. That is a good point. I'll have to check with Jax other. We may actually have had uh, Worldwide Wednesday because Jax is in Colombia right now. Technology fixes maximum severity vulnerability in VPN routers. Taiwan-based networking and storage solutions provider Synology has released two security advisories related to issues in its products. The first advisory warns of a 10 out of 10 severity rated bug tracked as CVE-2022-43931, which can allow a remote attacker to execute arbitrary commands in its VPN Plus server. 
The second advisory describes multiple vulns impacting the Synology Router Manager, or SRM, which is the operating system that powers the firm's routers. The discovery of these flaws were credited to several individuals through Trend Micro's zero-day initiative. This suggests that the vulns were unveiled at the Pwn to Own Toronto 2022 hacking contest back in December. All right, so couple things, right? One, Synology, if you're using a Synology VPN plus server, definitely want to um, get it, like get it, take it offline or get it fixed ASAP. Um, I don't know if there's a patch available for this. They're also talking about Synology router management uh, manager. So a couple things here, basically a couple pieces of Synology technology have been uh, compromised. I told you guys, Pwn to Own is like such a insanely intense. Um, it's such an insanely intense security research competition. To me, Pwn to Own is kind of like, like the the not the like the Olympics of security research hacking and stuff like that, but certainly like the U.S. Open if you're a golf person. Like it, it's like it is prime time, um, and a lot of great stuff comes out of there. Have a good one, Jeremy. So uh, DJ BSEC is saying this is a service you have to add. Just guys, here's the thing. If you're using Synology products in your environment, you should prioritize today just checking on them. Either go into them and see if they're up to date, go into them or run a vulnerability scanner and look like whatever, like prioritize looking at them. Also, mind you, you might want to uh, make sure auditing's on there. That way you could have uh, record keeping in case they get compromised. Um, I've said this a million times, so I won't belabor it too much, but this has a 10.0 vulnerability rating. A 10.0, guys, is as high as it gets right here. It doesn't get any higher than 10. That's the top of the list as far as how bad is this vulnerability. 10 typically means that it can be exploited by anyone without authenticating and lead to remote code execution, which is the worst thing, right? It's the worst, the worst, the worst. Prioritize Synology stuff. Google paid $100,000 smart speaker bug bounty. Security researcher Matt Coons has cashed in on vulns he discovered in the Google Home Mini smart speaker. Coons discovered that an attacker could link an account to the smart speaker without the Google Home application by tampering with the linking process. From there, the attacker could use the account to send remote commands to the device over the internet to access the microphone and make arbitrary HTTP requests to potentially expose the Wi-Fi password or access other devices. In total, Google paid Coons a $107,500 reward for responsibly reporting the vulnerabilities. I can't recall. So I've already read this story, but I can't recall if I did it on stream with you guys or just in my personal time. But um, basically, this Matt Coons guy figured out by by looking at the um, the network traffic um, between the Google Home and uh, like the the you know, servers or whatever you want to call it, that he was able to make arbitrary uh, requests to the Google Home. Uh, you guys got to remember, like the like these smart devices, like all of the power, all of the engine is up in the cloud. And the smart device is really just that. Like it, it's not a smart device. It, it, it's smart at knowing how to connect to the, the intelligence, right? So all of that network traffic has to happen. And you can look at that network traffic using... Uh, network packet sniffing, et cetera, and looking at the APIs um, either at the server or at the uh, device itself. 
and you know trying to figure out what's going on. This guy figured it out. Um, I I'm pretty sure like there's no link here. Um, yeah, here's his blog post. I definitely feel like I went through this one. Basically, here I'll put this in chat. This is this guy's blog post on how he did it. Uh, kudos to Google for paying like a righteous uh, bounty of one hundred seven thousand uh, dollars. Trying to get in front of this from a PR perspective. If you're interested in doing um, security research, if you're interested in blogging, if you're interested in documenting what you've done and making it accessible to others, this right here is an absolute fantastic example um, of how to do it. Like this is how you document security research effectively. And again, this dude made a hundred grand. Like good on him. Great cash, homie. Love it, love it, love it. All right, let's keep going. Multiple security breaches shut down trucker protests. Aaron KG. Canada Unity, one of the groups that organized last year's Freedom Convoy that overtook Canadian city streets to protest mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations, has canceled a repeat demonstration planned for February. According to a press release posted on the group's Facebook page, the rally was called off following, quote, multiple security breaches, end quote, according to organizers who also cited personal character attacks as a reason for the cancellation. One of the group's founders, James Botter, wrote, quote, As a result, the Canada Unity Convoy for Freedom will remain officially 10-7 until further notice, end quote. The 10-7 is a CB radio code for out of service. All right. And that does it. All right. Well, um, let me do this really quickly. All right. So here's the story with this one. Um, it's kind of sad. Like, I don't know enough about this trucker convoy. I, I heard it in the news and I heard that the Canadian government was doing things to kind of stop it. I, I don't stand on one side or the other of this thing. I don't know enough information about what's going on here. Um, but what I will say is when people are trying to organize protests, um, it's typically because there's a group of people who are against typically some type of you know, large entity with power um, decision-making, right? So you often see it with uh, protests against government, right? Because the government is very strong, very connected, and it's only when a group of people protest that it's a problem. We also saw this with like big business or big tech, right? Like um, Occupy Wall Street is a good example, right? Like there's a group of people who are protesting a certain thing. Now, what happened here was there was multiple security breaches that effectively led to a compromise of personal data of the people who are involved in the protest, which is, you know, unfortunate and quasi sinister, if you think about it, because basically they are not protesting because they're worried about um, personal security. Public safety cannot be um, promised, right? Or, you know, guaranteed, which sucks, man. I don't know how they do it in Canada, but in the United States, it's supposed to be like one of your like civil rights is the, the ability to like speak out against, you know, things that you don't agree with and, and be able to organize. I think it's like, isn't it like the third amendment or something like that? It's, it, I hate to be so ignorant, but it's one of the amendments that like you're allowed to organize and I mean, effectively protest, but you're allowed to organize. Like the government can't like inter interrupt and be like, nah, no, nah. like you're not allowed because um, you, you see that in authoritative regimes. Um, so long story short, this sucks uh, for this group, uh, but I'm sure if they really are upset, they, they should be able to um, organize and protest in a different way. 
So that's going to do it for the day's news. We're at 844. We'll give it a couple minutes. If you were here just for the news, thank you so much for being here. Hit like on the way out. But I hope you have a fantastic day and go out there and crush it, my friend. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's the final week of uh, 8 a.m. every day. I do start teaching again at the Citadel next week. So uh, brace yourselves emotionally for that as it happens. Now, if you're here for the jaw jacking, it's, it begins now. So I'm going to spend a couple minutes uh, just hanging out, saying hi to people, talk, giving updates. I do want to remind everybody, FYI, we were supposed to do the Threat Gen Red versus Blue stream later today. That stream has been canceled. Uh, and well, that stream has been postponed until next Wednesday. Uh, you're welcome, Naturally Me. Hey, Bill Green. Always nice to see you. Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Yep. Uh, yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. is when it will be. I'll get home from uh, teaching because I have to go to campus to teach. And um, that's how it'll work. Oh, thank you, Kimberly. Yeah, First Amendment right. I mean, it's top of the list. I don't know why I need a coat hanger. Hey, Paula Terranova. It's all good, friend. Have a great day, Benjamin. Same to you. You're welcome, Eric. Carmen San Diego's up in here. Oh, God, don't even say sour cream. Like, my mouth... You know how, like, when you're going to throw up, your mouth makes, like, that metal uh, spit taste? That's where I'm at right now. KC with the Blue Squad logo. Damn! KC up in here. Oh, thank you. Yep. Hey, Paula Terranova, Jay Smith. Nice. Congratulations, naturally, me on the Sec Plus Pass. Oh, Jess Bishop. I appreciate that. You know what's funny? My students, you guys would, like, I'd say half of them don't even care. Like, so at the Citadel, if you're an Intel major, you're required to take my class. Right? So some of the students who take my class don't even want to be in there. And, um, you know, I, I do everything I can to make it engaging and fun for them, but I do, I do what I can. Oh, hang around, coat hanger, I see. Hey, Jenny Housley. Jenny, I know you peaced out yesterday, but we were able to have ChatGPT finish it. I, I got a little push over the uh, finish line um, from uh, Josh Mason. But it was great to see you guys. I played uh, Haiku last night on stream and had ChatGPT do the heavy lifting. Reggie Davis. Oh, look at Reggie Davis as the new IR manager. Reggie... Straight killing it, son. Emilio, you have a good day. David, what's up? Yeah, I teach in person, naturally me. It's a it's a requirement. The Citadel is a military college, so the students are cadets enrolled in the South Carolina State Militia, so they have to get up and do drill and stuff like that. And then, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chiller Instinct. I appreciate that. I will tell you this, guys. Um, I'm working. It's it's hard because I don't have a lot of time, but like I'm working on a what I call a cyber 101 course. It's going to be very extensive uh, and it's inspired by the course that I teach at the Citadel. So effectively, what I'm building is a semester long college course called Cyber 101. And, and I'll, I will be making it available on my platform. Hey, Adam, thanks for the super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. That's right. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, Age, you have a great day. Tom Bishop. 
Carrie, yeah, I hope you do. I'll, I'll be asking for some. You know what's cool? Um, let's go, Nick. I love it. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably have like uh, five to ten beta testers. Um, I will say, I know a lot of people have asked to be beta testers. That's cool, but I will be outlining like expectations um, of beta testers, right? Like if you're going to do it, I sincerely appreciate the support and help. But if you're going to do it, I need like there'll be certain things like I would like you to complete it within this two week time frame. I would like you to provide feedback in this format so I can ingest it and do something with it. It's not just like, Oh, this course is cool. Jer. Thanks so much. Like it, it's like, I need, I need it to be beta tested so I can actually, um, you know, finish the last 20% and make it valuable, uh, to folks. What's up, Nathan Bowen, dirt dog, Marine Corps family. I wasn't in the core, but I was born on the 10th of November, so they got that. Thanks, Justin. Love it, love it, love it. Can't wait for that. Me either. I can't wait. I, I want to get it done, honestly. I, I, yeah, exactly. Constructive criticism, Tom. Oh, guys. Oh, 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 oh. See, this is why you should stick around for the jaw jacking, because I always forget a ton of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I have a really cool teaser for you next week you'll want to be here live all week next week uh we are having giveaways every single day do i have a sound effect for that every single day we're giving away uh something so I, i'm not gonna reveal anything right now i'll tell you guys on friday but somebody who is a very um seasoned professional in our industry who is incredibly good at a very specific niche of our industry has put together a course. Okay. And he asked me if I would like to be uh, affiliated with him and, 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 you know, help. And I said, uh, yes, but I, I don't, I don't promote anything unless I've, I believe in it. So let me take the course guys. I, <laughs> I'm like halfway through this course and this course is nails. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm absolutely on board with this thing. He's like, all right. So I said, give me uh, five um, vouchers for the course and I'll raffle one off every day next week and make a big announcement uh, that about your course and everything. He's like, cool. So that's what's going on next week. Uh, it is not TCM. It's not TCM. That's why I was saying it's very on brand for Simply Cyber, but it's not anything you guys have seen before. It's gonna be cool. I'm really excited. Um, I'm probably gonna make a video of it. It is very, it's a very, um, it's a very useful skill. There's a bit of technical elements to it. Um, I'll probably do a live stream with it, honestly. Um, but it's cool. So stay, no, it's not GRC related. Um, I'm not gonna give any more hints, Steve. So anyways, uh, guys, you'll want to catch that next week. I'll tease it on Friday, and we'll do the raffles Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you're watching this on replay, as usual, I will be doing a Thursday um, team replay raffle, right? So it'll be through the Discord, um, and we'll have ourselves a, a grand old time. All right, so I'm going to get going in two minutes, uh, one minute and 59 seconds. All right, a chat GPT cert, Randock Gaming. I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I love it. So what? What is everybody? What's everybody working on? I mean, it's Hump Day. Hopefully, you guys are doing it. Upcoming certs, upcoming job interviews. Flux Pavilion has a question. 
crypto? Uh, Paula Terranova. Like, what kind of crypto? Like, is it like a is it like a math heavy class, or is it crypto like from a practitioner implementation perspective? Because if it, oh, the meme. Shane Prevost with DMARC. Yeah, DMARC's. So I've used Valley Mail, Shane. It's a it's a vendor. I don't. They're not affiliated with me or anything. But I've used Valley Mail. They basically charge you an annual fee, and you kind of just outsource all your DMARC. DKIM SPF to them. APT hacking course is great. I don't know that one. Um, getting over COVID from the Pats game. George, did you go to the Pats game? The Dolphins one? That'd be cool. Studying for a retake on my Net Plus. Love it, love it, love it. Ooh, building a security metrics program. Nice, naturally, me. That's a good, fun one. That's a GRC one for the win. that it's the white whale going after the uh the cybersecurity metrics nist has some documentation on it but it is definitely difficult here's the thing with cyber metrics not that anyone asked me with cyber metrics it's very easy to collect metrics that will wow the board and wow the business right look at this look how many patches we applied look how many fishes we blocked um, but from an information security efficacy perspective and an actual measurement of your cyber risk, um, <laughs> it's tough to get those metrics. All right, guys, I'm going to boogie out of here. I'm getting interviewed by Monica um, Verma in seven minutes for her podcast, um, which will be fun. All right. I see your question there, uh, Joel. Hold on a second. All right, everybody, be good. We'll see you later today. My pleasure. Yeah, Aaron, you can listen. It's being recorded today. Um, here, let me let me do this. So here's a link to the chat. This is Monica Verma. She's a CISO out of uh, Norway. I might be getting that wrong, but she's out of, um, she's definitely out of Europe. Um, and I will be her guest later today. So check that out. I'll let you know when it drops OVS. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you all so much. Be good. And we'll see you at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Be good.